welcome to the Life of Learning podcast. I'm Justus Frank and today I'd like to basically extend the discussion on what I was talking about last time in my last podcast regarding Revelation. Well, I brought in the book by um, Thomas Paine called The Age of Reason and Thomas Paine made the point that Revelation is necessarily limited to the first communication. After this, it is only an account of something that that person says was a revelation made to him. And though he may be obliged to believe it, it cannot be incumbent on me to believe it in the same manner. Um, yeah, that revelation is only a, a, something that can happen to the initial person. Once you start speaking it to someone else, it is no longer uh, revelation as such. Um, we need to take that person's word basically on faith, so to speak. And I pointed out that the important thing is, in conversations, is to have something that is outside of just our internal monologues something that we can actually point to out there in the world and that both people can access and can talk about and so obviously the interesting thing is of course that I'm doing these podcasts and these are my own thoughts these are the things that are going through my brain and I realized that while they are useful to me uh, in a large part the amount of use that someone else gets out of them um, so you whoever's watching or listening to this is limited in terms of however much basically what I'm saying corresponds to the experiences um, and the things that you have seen, heard, touched um, for yourself. Um, so if there's things that basically, and we use this phrase, ring true, um, then this podcast might have some value. Uh, so when, when I point, point to things that we have a common experience in, um, but if it is just all me having this internal dialogue which you have no access to and I don't ever talk about um, experiences that you have also had then quite possibly this podcast isn't going to be of huge value to you. In further reading The Age of Reason um, I've again become very aware of the limitations of language what it can and what it can't do it's interesting how um, Thomas Paine, I mean, he's speaking, the book Age of Reason is, is mainly Thomas Paine's, um, I guess, apologetic for being a deist, and also in terms of his criticisms of Christianity in particular. And he makes the point that human language is local and changeable. And is therefore incapable of being used as a means of unchangeable and universal information. And he says this in, in regard to the Bible. Because um, 
Christians basically state that the Bible is the Word of God, but if God's Word is in human language, um, well, we know that human language is local and it is changeable. If we think about the hundreds of languages that are in, in the world, um, you know, scarcely any two nations speak the same language, and Thomas Paine makes this pain, same point. Uh, he says, scarcely any two nations speak the same language or understand each other. And as to translations, every man who knows anything of languages knows that it is, um, it is impossible to translate from one language into another, not only without losing a great part of the original, but frequently mistaking the sense. And besides all this, um, the art of printing was wholly unknown at the time Christ lived. Exactly, so now that we do have more printing, you can obviously preserve words a lot, uh, lot better um, than through oral traditions. But even so, um, you know, words change their, change their meanings and even, you know, in reading this book by Thomas Paine, I think it is still very understandable. But even his language is somewhat different um, from the language that we use today. He talks a little bit about, um, well, what we understand, for instance, um, Islam, but um, he calls um, the Turkish religion. Um, so it took me a while to click what he was actually talking about. And he was like, oh, okay, he's um, talking about Islam. Even though, you know, that's not the word that we give for Islam today. So yeah, language is, is very local and it is changeable. What often happens so, so frequently is that people are capable of changing the definitions of, of words. And, you know, having been in, in Christian circles for a long time, this, this has been... Um, something that I've seen a lot, um, and particularly in that in, in religious spheres, where different interpretations of the Bible um, mean that words are re basically uh, repackaged, reinterpreted to or redefined um, into something else. Um, the example that Thomas Paine goes into in, in quite a lot of depth is the word prophet. Um, and he makes the case that, in fact, the word prophet um, changed the, its meaning throughout, throughout time. And he points to quite a few references within the Bible that point to a prophet simply instead of being someone who predicts the future as such um, that their main sort of role was closer to what we understand to be a poet um, or a musician of some sort um, a, a writer of songs and so Thomas Paine makes the point that human language um, can never be a universal language there, there will be no, nothing like a universal language we will always adapt languages to our local setting in some way, shape, or form. And we can never fully have the same definitions um, of words. And that 
definitions of words will in fact also change over time and and that's why he i mean for him that's why he says that the bible is not a valid form of revelation um i don't really want to that much focus on criticizing i guess the bible and whether or not it's true and all those sorts of things but i uh, i'm using it more as an example and in terms of what the interesting thing that I find about language and, and the things that I'm learning about language. And the reason why this has again come up for me is that yesterday evening I had a conversation with a friend and while I I get on quite well with him um, in terms of especially when I'm with him talking with him face to face and we can have good conversations but I say and I have told him this before, I really struggle to understand him when when I read some of his writing. He also writes and he also blogs, but I find very little in it that I can make any sense of. Um, it, it feels somewhat incoherent at times, and to me I was thinking about this again this morning and why I seem to lack being able to make any sense of what he's saying is that he seems to spend a lot of time in redefining words and redefining words into into things that they didn't mean beforehand and once you start redefining words too much it's hard to have a have a grasp on, on what it is what it is that okay if every word suddenly starts becoming redefined it's hard to have anything firm to to hold on to and any firm understanding to actually grasp and this again brought me to some of the things that Thomas Paine talked about in his book uh, The Age of Reason in particular about uh, language and about learning and he criticizes basically the education system and it's <laughs> interesting some of his criticisms about the education system back in you know the 1790s and um, I think a lot of these criticisms are still really valid today back then they particularly had a very strong emphasis on learning uh, languages like Greek and Latin um, and so he makes this point that which is now called learning was not learning originally learning does not consist as the schools now make it consist in the knowledge of languages but in the knowledge of things to which language gives names the Greeks were learned people but learning with, with them did not consist in speaking Greek any more than in a Romans speaking Latin and he further points out that the study therefore of the greek language and in the same manner for the latin was no other than the drudgery business of a linguist and the language thus obtained was no other than the means as it were the tools employed to obtain the learning the greeks had and so what he's saying is that language is simply a tool to to pass on knowledge 
there is nothing there is no learning inherently within the language itself um, the the language is just there to transfer knowledge it is not knowledge in and of itself so when it comes to Thomas Paine's criticism of the education system back there focusing so much on the dead languages of Greek and Latin um, again there's this human tendency to look back and um, I guess focus nearly too much on on the past and obviously it is kind of maybe ironic there that I'm I'm looking to the past to an author again who is long dead who I can't actually have a conversation with um, and I think there is a bit of a balance there in terms of there is value in going back to the um, ancient philosophers and and hearing and understanding um, what they had to say because we don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel our school system overemphasizes this going back and reading what other people have done um, and emphasis on basically commenting on on what other people have done um, instead of focusing on our own creation those things that people are doing in the world today I often uh, hear like for instance Stefan Molyneux saying that you know philosophy isn't about sitting in a university and you know just keeping on talking about um, all the great philosophers of the past you know the the great philosophers of the past they didn't make their they didn't become great by simply talking about the philosophers of the past at the end of the day the great philosophers were people who actually did philosophy um, they didn't just talk about what other peoples had done they put forward their own ideas their own thoughts and so I think it's important to not let go of that that it's actually in order to do something great do something um, really meaningful within the world we can't just constantly be looking back at what um, great things other people have done and then neglect actually doing great things for ourselves carrying on with Thomas Paine's commentary regarding education and language he makes this point so far as the study of languages may contribute to the progress and communication of knowledge and then in brackets for it has nothing to do with the creation of knowledge close brackets it is only in the living languages that new knowledge is to be found the point here is that we want to actually get to the concepts and to the knowledge behind the language rather than having all our focus spent on studying the language itself because a dead language really isn't too much use to us we're trying to get to the concepts and knowledge behind the words that are used um, not the fact it doesn't really matter what language it is it, it is in it is the language is simply a vehicle to try and uh, pass on some of that knowledge and some of those concepts so once we've 
once we've got the concepts, once we've understood the knowledge, um, the language as such doesn't have any further use. So when I was talking before about how there is, there seems to be very little to grasp if people are constantly redefining words, like I was talking about with uh, my friend, um, Thomas Paine is making the point that it is only the living language is that new knowledge is to be found. And the fact that if we are, um, if we are going to communicate, we need to be using as best we can the living language of today. In other words, we want to use the type of language that is most common between the two people having the conversation. We want to try and use words and phrases that are the most understandable between the two people um, instead of constantly redefining things. And I think this um, makes a really excellent point back to what I said in my last podcast. Um, well, not my last podcast, maybe a podcast before that. Regarding how an excellent method of actually learning is to explain things to someone else and explain them to that person in as simple and basic language as you can. Um, basically, if you need to, talk to them like as if they were a, a six-year-old. And that's because when we're communicating, we want to try and use as much language as can be that is common between the two of us. Um, something that isn't usually um, ambiguous or, and that's a big word, um, but you know, that, that people have trouble understanding. Um, and that can be reinterpreted in a variety of ways because it's such a complicated word. Um, and so yeah, I, I think it's a good connection I've just made there and it's kind of interesting to note. And I'll share one more quote from him, from Thomas Paine, where he continues to talk about the fact that, you know, there is such, such an emphasis on learning Greek and Latin in school. The apology that is sometimes made for continuing to teach the dead languages is that they are taught at a time when a child is not capable of exerting any other mental faculty than that of memory. But this is altogether erroneous. The human mind has a natural disposition to scientific knowledge and to the things connected with it. The first and favourite amusement of a child, even before it begins to play, is that of imitating the works of man. It builds houses with cards or sticks, it navigates the little ocean of a bowl of water with a paper boat, or dams the stream of a gutter, and contrives something which is called, which it calls a mill, and it interests itself in the fate of its works with a care that resembles affection. It afterwards goes to school, where its genius is killed by the barren study of a dead language, and the philosopher is lost in the linguist. I, I really like that last phrase there, in particular. The philosopher is lost in the linguist and the fact that too many words <laughs> and i know maybe this is too many words again um too many words are used and it masks 
the actual learning, the actual knowledge that is contained within those words. And and it's something that I obviously need to be aware of as well in making these podcasts, is that I actually point to something real. Um, that I'm not just playing some sort of linguistic trick, uh, redefining words to suit my um, suit my view of the world, and then call that well. I, I've you know I've found more knowledge. Um, you know, redefining words isn't isn't creating knowledge. Um, the fact is that we actually need to use science and reason to investigate this world, and knowledge is out there to be found. Um, and it doesn't come, but it doesn't come about from playing word games. It comes about from pointing to things that are real and actual within this world. Um, so yeah, I found that rather fascinating. Again, I these are some of my thoughts, and I'm trying to put them together. I'm trying to understand some of these thoughts that are going through my mind and. I'm trying to figure out what it is that is useful about language because I think conversations are useful and even you know hearing people talk um, we can get a lot of use out of that but what are the limitations of language and what do we need to be really careful of um, that in a sense language tricks us into being more confident about some concepts than we maybe should be if any of this has resonated with you I'd really love your feedback and help me kind of explore and unpack um, your own experiences as it were and maybe there's some things that I can you know that that again relate to me and my experience of the world and uh, where we can use that shared experience to actually gain greater knowledge of the world. Um, so yeah, I do think there is still value in language, but it also has quite a lot of limitations, and this podcast has been a bit of an exploration of that, using language, <laughs> which is, again, that's uh, something quite ironic and mind-boggling and I know I'm trying to wrestle with that myself um, but uh, yeah I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast so thanks so much all right bye